This is the Nona.fm Rewind Podcast. Recent interviews and segments that aired on Nona.fm. You can subscribe on your favorite podcast platform. Please share it with your friends. Hey, happy Wednesday, hump day. It is November 2nd. Curtis with you here on Nona.fm. So yesterday, Tuesday, SpaceX and Space Force cut through the heavy fog and lifted off the first SpaceX Falcon Heavy that's went up in a few years. It's uh, the fourth ever liftoff of the uh, current title holder for the most powerful rocket available for launch right now. But it did make it off yesterday at 941 in the morning in spite of the fog and then uh, returned successfully the two boosters to the United uh, U.S. Space Force facilities over on the Gulf Coast or over on the Atlantic Coast. If you haven't seen the video, because we know you didn't see the launch, I tried. It was way too cloudy to see it from here in Orlando, but I did see a video of the liftoff and of the uh, returning boosters, and they did land successfully. So that is fantastic news. By the way, if uh, you have a, a young son that would like to go out for basketball Lake Nona, they do have one last day of tryouts. Ninth and uh, tenth graders start at 5 o'clock, and then at 6.30, 11th and 12th graders. They do want you to arrive 30 minutes early to the gymnasium at Lake Nona High, and you do need to be physically cleared to be able to participate. And so they'd like you to uh, go ahead and uh, show up today, last day, for tryouts for Lake Nona High School basketball, which we are working on broadcasting live here on Nona.fm this coming season. So a lot of folks have been asking, they've been seeing construction, and yes, the uh, Brightline Railroad is still on its way to Orlando. Right now it's running from West Palm down to Miami, but they are extending the uh, route up across the Florida East Coast, Brevard County, and then over along the 528 to the Orlando International Airport. It is still set to open in 2023. They're not giving an exact date, but... Great news is today they're going to be testing sections of railway in Brevard County with Brightline trains. So they are growing closer and closer. I know they've done some testing inside the airport at Terminal C and uh, ran those tracks as well. I've seen some video of some of those tests. So they are still on track to uh, have Brightline running between Miami and Orlando International Airport coming up in 2023 so looking forward to that we'll keep an eye on it as soon as we get a, a better opening date prediction we'll let you know here at nona.fm welcome into a wednesday november 2nd taking a look at what happened on this day in history in 2000 the first resident crew including one american and two russians arrived at the international space station still going strong up there even today, 22, uh, 22 years later, hard to believe, 1936, the British Broadcasting Company, or BBC, officially launched its first television channel, which was the world's first regular TV service. And who's celebrating a birthday today? Shortlist today. Stephanie Powers from Heart to Heart fame is 80 years old, and David Schwimmer is turning 56, of course. He was from Friends. What makes today special? All Souls Day. It's also Cookie Monster Day. And conversely, Eat Smart Day as well. International Stress Awareness Day. Plan your Epitaph Day as well. And Practice Your Psychic Day. 
deviled eggs. That's your food of the day. Whatever the case may be, make sure you make today, Wednesday, November 2nd, extra special. Curtis with you here on Nona.fm. Thank you for listening in and joining us uh, via the uh, Voice Connects line is Kim Clark from Lift Your Gaze, which is uh, based, I think you're based here in Lake Nona, correct? I am. That's absolutely correct, Curtis. So tell us, what is your organization, which is a nonprofit, Lift Your Gaze? Wonderful. I am actually the founder and the CEO, and about three years ago, I Actually, five years ago, I, I wrote a book on called Deep Waters with for Gaze, and it's about seeking hope during difficult times. And I let, gave it to the Lord. I said, Lord, this is yours. You do it what you want with it. I went on a nationwide promotional tour, spoke at a lot of conferences. It exploded, and it was really a powerful message of hope. And then the following year, I said, God, this is yours. You do it what you want to with this book and this publishing company. I started a publishing company as well. And the Lord said, I want you to take your message of hope into the prison system. And I responded with a very holy, I'm sorry, do what? (laughs) (laughs) Reminiscent of Jonah. Yeah. Yeah, I was like, uh, okay. Um, I had no experience in the prison system or at any relatives incarcerated or, or friends. So I was kind of new to this. I did have experience as a nonprofit. And I remember praying, going, God, are you serious? And right then and there, my computer was at my desk, and I was praying this, and my computer turned on. It was on sleep mode, turned on and open. YouTube popped up, and I don't have YouTube open. I didn't at that time. Popped up, and Zach Williams' Chainbreaker, which was the album I listened to when I wrote the book, that cover song started playing, and he was performing it live inside Harding Prison in, uh, in Indiana. And I thought, oh, dear, you're serious, God. This is for real. And God had spoke to me then, and within a week, I had a nonprofit started. Uh, the first year, we shipped out probably 300 books to chaplains at correctional facilities across the United States. Then next year, with several thousand books. And then we're, we're approaching about 10,000 books. I think we're going into year three and four. So it's been crazy. I've written a supporting devotional, which has been translated into Spanish. And just this week, I came out with an anointed prayer prayer book on praying the Hebrew names of God in personalized scripture. And it is, even my editor said, Kim, your other two is fantastic. But this one, it's anointed. I get goosebumps every time I read it. And I, it's very powerful. It's called Deep Waters Lift Your Gaze Prayer Book. And that's, and so Lift Your Gaze, we, I, I teach as well as we partner with several organizations across the country. We're in several correctional facilities. We're in Orange County and Osceola County and Pinellas County. We're also in uh, a correctional facility in Indiana, Colorado, and Pennsylvania. And we partner with other organizations, and they teach out of my books. It turns out it's an incredible trauma healing curriculum, and we speak to other groups such as veterans, first responders, domestic uh, victims of domestic violence, sex trafficking, and even cancer survivors. So God's just really blown this up just to be such a beacon of hope, these three books, these series, which will be translated into Spanish. Fantastic. So if somebody wanted to get involved in your organization in one form or fashion, whether it's helping you guys out, what is the best way to do that? Oh, praise God. I thank them in advance. Yes, absolutely. We are having a fundraising gala this Saturday at the Lake Nona Country Club. On November the 5th, 
that's a great way. There's a silent auction there that you can, if you're live or online, you can bid on. You could go to www.listyourgazegala.org to check out that silent auction, to bid on those items. And for more information on the gala, we're fundraising for the translation of my other two books into Spanish because 25% of the inmate population speaks predominantly Spanish and hope is needed so desperately in inside the jails and prisons. It's pretty, it's a, it's, it's, it's a pretty, which I think it's one of the darkest places in our society. And I go in uh, twice a week uh, to the county jails, which is probably the, the worst. Um, prison, they're pretty much their sentence and they have some stability. Jail, they're not sure what's happening and there's a lot of anxiety. There's a lot of just, uh, I just want to say, um, uh, just emotional and spiritual unrest. And I think as a formal college marketing professor, I'm able to calm that down really quickly and share my message of hope. And God's just really blessed. It's been incredible. People can go to the website and there's information there to fill, contact us and that's at liftyourgaze.org, or they can just email us at info at liftyourgaze.org. And a lot of people may not connect with that or understand, but when you're in a county jail system, you're there, that's supposed to be temporary, and that's why you're going to court, and you're dealing with the local court system. And then, ultimately, based on your sentence, you know, you'll, like you say, get into the federal or state prison system that's going to be more, you'll know what's happening. You're, you you know what the next so many years or whatever of your life look like, but you're right. I, those folks in the county jail are still going through the court process, dealing with their attorney, and so they're, they're, there's a lot of anguish there. Absolutely, Chris. You hit it right on the head. That's in a nutshell. So what happens is, as you so succinctly stated, you do something stupid or accused of doing something stupid, you get arrested, and then you're in jail until you either make bail or or if bail's not denied for you or you can't make bail, you have a, a hearing or a trial. And then based on that sentencing, you can either, depending on the severity of the sentence, they would keep you in the county jail or you're up there maybe to a state or federal prison, which is where you're carrying out your sentence. Yet, so there's a, you're absolutely right. In the jail, and you know that well, there's a lot of just fear, anxiety. It's, it's, it's a really heightened state. And it, it's, it's, most people I know prefer prison ministry as opposed to the jail ministry. I do both. I actually prefer uh, jail ministry. It just seems that God just puts me there. But that turns over every 30 to 90 days. So our books are, you know, we're getting orders for hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of books every 30 days. And it's a lot of fundraising to get involved to help these people provide hope. One woman came in. I'll, I'll tell you a quick story. She came in, very high-profile case. I normally have 20 women in my class, so I either do one-on-one -on -one mentoring, teach a class of about 20 women, or I preach or teach to the entire inmate population, which can be 300 to whatever number they have for that that month. And normally I have 20 women in my class, and she comes in by herself. And I thought, this is interesting, God. And she was very, she was a spirit of heaviness on her. She was she could see she was really struggling. So I was trying to make conversation with her. She had her hair braided. It was beautiful with this purple weave colored in, in, in the braids. It was beautiful. I said, oh, I love purple. And I do. And she said, thank you. That's my son's favorite color. And I said, oh, that's wonderful. How old is your son? I have a son as well. She said, six. He just passed away. I said, I'm so sorry. When did he pass away? Last month. 
so uh, her and her, uh, so it turns out that I was going to go through a certain chapter of my book, Deep Waters Lift Your Gaze, and instead I said, you know what, we're going to go rogue here. We're going to skip over to the chapter, at least chapter 8, Amazing Grace, and we're going to read that with the story of how my husband and I experienced a miscarriage and how God had shown me that our child was with Jesus. And that is our prayer for all of our children, all of our family members. That's the end result, the end game for them to be with Jesus. And she she and I both cried. And, and at the end, she told me, she's like, I have not had this much hope in years. I can't even tell you. I've never felt this good. I can't remember the last time I felt this good. So the woman who walked in should have been on suicide walk. Watch. The woman who walked out had hope. Had It was a completely different woman. She had the face of an angel so it was and every time I've seen her since she's just smiling and beaming despite the horror that she's in now and so what's happening it's really testimony to God's grace about how how he can provide hope even in the darkest areas of our society that's a great story Kim what's your website once again if folks want to get involved and and help out with oh. your organization thank you Curtis it's www.lift l-i-f-t your y-o-u-r gaze g-a-z-e dot org and again it's liftyourgaze.org and that's what i tell all the inmates you know what you're here you don't have to let the enemy steal your joy lift your gaze and this is a great book with anyone's going through trauma you can find information in my book they're all available on amazon they're best-selling multiple award-winning books and it's been uh, just an incredible just journey to see the change in these women i mean i have pictures of when they were first arrested and then when they're sentenced and gone on to the next correctional facilities. And the change is is unbelievably remarkable. I have some attorneys follow me and find me and say, you know what, I have followed my client from facility to facility over the years. I have never seen a change like this in her before. What is this book and what are you doing? And so, yeah, it's incredible. The, the families have reached out to me. I get letters upon letters from inmates, uh, just how much their book has just helped them. And one woman even said, you know, I was incarcerated during COVID, and your book kept me alive. I would have either killed myself or killed someone else. It was so horrible. And your book of hope kept me alive. So it's really it's crazy to see how much, how deeply the effect of hope is at this, at this point. And, again, it's liftyourgaze.org if you'd like to get involved, either financially, volunteer, or whatever you'd like. You are the prayer warrior. We would love to have your help. Kim Clark with us here on Nona.fm. Thank you very much for joining us. And great another great story of somebody uh, reaching out beyond our community, from our community, uh, to affect the world. So thank you very much. You're welcome, Curtis. God bless you. Thank you. Taking a look at our business news update here on Nona.fm. Well, the markets, besides a bright spot in Uber, which said that passenger numbers have topped pre-pandemic levels, Stocks mainly close lower. Why? Because in this economy, good news equals bad news. The good news is that job openings in September cruised higher, signaling a healthy labor market. The bad news? A resilient labor market could force the Fed to extend its rate hikes longer than expected. And taking a look at the economy in general, speaking of the Fed, it will announce its next rate hike today. All signs point to its fourth straight increase of 75 basis points. Taking a look at other headlines, Benjamin Netanyahu could return to power in Israel in Israel's fifth election in four years. 
Former Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu appears to hold a slim lead as of late last night. Polls uh, were showing this, uh, exit polls were showing this. On trial for corruption charges, Netanyahu has mounted a political comeback by forming an alliance with right-wing and religious parties. If Netanyahu's bloc keeps its lead, a big if, since they're still tallying votes, he'd attempt to create the most right-wing religious coalition in Israel's history. And a chorus to ban TikTok grows louder. Brendan Carr, one of five commissioners of the Federal Communications Commission, told Axios that he doesn't see a path forward for anything other than a ban of TikTok. This is a social media company with more than 200 million downloads in the U.S. Carr and other U.S. officials view the app's Chinese ownership as a threat to U.S. national security. But to ban TikTok, you'll need support from elsewhere in D.C. The FCC cannot regulate TikTok on its own. And yesterday in Elon news, as he works out his business plan in public for all to see, Twitter's new owner and CEO pitched an $8 a month subscription that includes verification, half as many ads, priority in replies, and the ability to post longer videos. He reportedly floated a $20 a month subscription originally, but appeared to relent after some power users, including author Stephen King, Blasted it. Meanwhile, one of the world's biggest advertising agencies recommended its clients pause campaigns on Twitter, and at least five top execs have ditched the company in the past five days. At your business news update on Nona.fm. This is your Exit 13 Sports Update on Nona.fm. Lake Nona High Girls Golf Team are going to the state championship after winning the 3A Region 2 by shooting a combined 302. Mia Chan shot a 74. Isabella Menendez and Samantha Chow both shot 75. The regionals are November 8th and 9th at Mission Inn Resort and Club. And a World Series postponed Game 3 last night, Phillies blanked the Astros 7-zip. Game 4 tonight with the Phillies leading 2-1. Orlando blew a late lead as they lost to the Thunder last night, 116-108. In spite of Steph Curry ringing up a triple-double, the Warriors lost to the Heat, 116-109. He'd take on the Kings tonight. Kucherov came up big for the Lightning last night with a goal and two assists to beat the Senators 4-3. Join David Grimm and Coach Robinson every Monday night at 7 here on Nona.fm for the Exit 13 Sports Coach Robinson Show brought to you by orthopedic sports surgeon Dr. Vonda Wright. This is your Exit 13 Sports Update on Nona.fm. Have you ever played Dungeons and Dragons? Well, a guy in London, Ontario says he's been playing the same game of D&D, Dungeons and Dragons, since he was 14 that was 40 years ago. Based out of Robert Warhaw's, Warhaw's, that's his name, Warhaw's basement, people from all around the country gather each week to join in the decades-long campaign. And with over 30,000 miniatures and dozens of terrains, Warhaw cl- keeps the game fresh and exciting, adding to the everlasting adventure. By the way, when he's not acting as a uh, dungeon master, Wardhaw is a history professor at Western University in London, Ontario. 40-year-long D&D game. That's amazing. 
Hey, Curtis here with you on Nona.fm. Now, I've worried if a person ever became a many, many multimillionaire, how you would keep your kids normal, not get too spoiled. Well, this is bothering a Chinese man who just won the $29.9 million Chinese lottery jackpot. He wore a mascot suit to claim his prize, so nobody, and we mean nobody, would know his identity. The man identified only as Mr. Lee, told local newspapers he was keeping his jackpot a secret from his wife and child so they wouldn't become rich deadbeats. Now, time will tell if his decision is imitated by any potential winners of tonight's Powerball jackpot, which has ballooned to $1.2 billion after no winning tickets were sold on Monday. Thank you for listening to the Nona.fm Rewind Podcast. You can subscribe on your favorite podcast platform. Hey, while you're at it, please share it with your friends.